Uh, I'm going to read from the book of Luke, and I'll, I will not be very long tonight. Um, but I just want to—I want you to—I want you to be mindful of this, of this scenario, and I want you to just kind of—I want it to be in the forefront of your thoughts. Uh, and so we're going to read from the book of Luke's account. We're going to read Luke. Chapter 21 and verse number 20. We had a tremendous prayer on Monday night. And uh, I, I don't always get to come to prayer, but it's a beautiful spirit of the Lord. And I appreciate uh, the Bispos and the Evans and Brother Dana <clears throat> that have been working in prayer. Is there prayer Friday night? There's special prayer on Friday night, and I think as we get closer to missions conference, our prayer and our fasting should accelerate, and uh, just so that our hearts are ready. And uh, what a move of God we had on Sunday! Was that special? That was a special move of God on Sunday. <clears throat> Amen. I'm I'm just reading from uh, the King James version. And when you see when when and when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of them depart out, and let not them that are in other countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance that all these things that are written may be fulfilled, but woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be a great distress in the land and wrath upon this people, and they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the Gentiles, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity in the seas and the waves and the roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken." And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draweth nigh. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight just reading the Bible. I mean, I, I, I just felt chills run down my spine as I read the Word of the Lord just now. And I, I, I'm just simply talking to you tonight that your redemption is close. Your redemption is close. Why don't you just raise your hands right now to the Lord and just worship the Lord right now.
Come on, raise your hands to the Lord. Amen. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. I do. I really, I really do. I, I'm, I'm a little, as many of you, I'm a little tired in my body, but I, in my spirit, I'm stirred in my spirit tonight. Let's just raise our hand one more time to the Lord and just love the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. 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 You may be seated. It's... I am by no means an eschatology major in that I know uh, all of the prophecies in the Bible or, or the hour in which the Son of Man shall come. As a matter of fact, we all know that the Bible teaches us that no man knows the day or the hour that the Son of Man comes. But Jesus did give us indication of some of the things that we need to look for, that we need to pay attention to. And I will tell you tonight that any time that you see a conflict erupt in the Middle East, having been there for myself, I I am telling you of absolute assurity that Israel is God's chosen people. They are God's people. And I, I wish I had the, the ability to transport you tonight to the Holy Land and let you see it for yourself. It is, it is so theocentric. It is so God-centered to stand there at the, some call it the Wailing Wall or the Western Wall and go all the way down to where Solomon's temple actually was and to see God's people, Jewish people, they're at that, at that sacred holy site and walk through those corridors. You can literally feel the, the presence of God visiting, visiting you while you're there. I'm telling you that they're God's people. They were God's chosen people. He came as you know, to the Jews first. The Bible says that he came into his own and his own received him not, but as many as received him to them gave gave them power to become the sons of God. The Jews had the first advantage and because they rejected him as the Messiah, he turned to that Gentile bride, which is the church, of the living God. And that's why you and I are here right now. We are that wild olive branch that was grafted in. We were a people that were not a people, but now we are a people. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. And thanks be to God that he allowed us to come into this thing 
this body of Christ. And Paul said there's neither bond nor free, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, but we are all one body of believers because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are part of the body of Christ. Somebody clap your hands. Man, you glad to be in the church. But this conflict, I want you to know, has been going on from the ages. And this is going to be very simplistic so that you'll understand the key figures within the conflict of what's going on in the Middle East. And it's, it's Abraham, and it's Sarah, and it's Hagar, it's Ishmael, and it's Isaac. And in, when you study your Bible and you look back through Genesis chapter 12, you realize that God initially... He made this covenant with Abraham. And we sang that Sunday school song, Father Abraham. And Abraham uh, was the one that God came to and made a promise and said, even though that you are old and there is the deadness of Sarah's womb, I am going to give you a son. His name is going to be called Isaac. It was Isaac that was God's seed was going to come from, that was going to be as the stars of the heaven and the sands of the seashore. But we all know the biblical account of exactly what happened. Abraham got impatient with God, and Sarah got involved and said, you know, God's taking too long in doing what God needs to do. And there's a whole message in that, that we need to wait on the Lord. Sometimes we try to circumvent the plan and the purpose of God and we get impatient. I said we get impatient because we want God to do it when we want God to do it. And, and sometimes we get ourselves in trouble because we don't learn to wait on the Lord. There was a scripture that was coming to me today as I was just kind of praying about this service t- tonight and thinking about what's happening in the Middle East and it was this. Be still and know that I am the Lord. I don't know who I'm saying that to right now. There's somebody in this building that's super anxious tonight and you're worried and you're, and you're just kind of, uh, you're, all, you're, you're all upset. I want to tell you, be still. Everybody say, be still. Be still and know that I am the Lord. God is going to work everything out and his divine time, and his divine purpose. But we all, we all understand that Abraham's wife was Sarah, and she decided that she was going to help God. Look at your neighbor and say, don't worry about helping God. And so he went into Hagar, an Egyptian, and she conceived and delivered Ishmael. So you've got, you've got two Two brothers, you've got the seed of promise, which is Isaac, and then you've got the seed of the the Bible causer, I believe it's in Galatians, I didn't write it down, but the seed of the bondwoman, which was Ishmael. And the Bible says something that is very interesting in Genesis chapter 16, I I don't know if they're going to have that, Genesis 16 11 and 12, the Bible records this. And the angel of the Lord said to her, behold, you are with child and you shall bear a son 
and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has heard your affliction. Now watch what the Bible says about the descendants of Ishmael's. He shall be a wild man and his hand shall be against every man and every man's hand shall be against him and he shall dwell in the presence of his brother. And so you have Ishmael, when the Bible says in Genesis, whose every, every man's hand, seed of Abraham, and also Ishmael. You're seeing God's chosen people, which are the people of Israel, the, the Jews, and also the Ishmaelites, which are the descendants of the Palestinians. Now, why is that important? Because God said in the last days when these armies surround Israel, you need to lift up your eyes and you need to pay very close attention because your redemption is closer now than it has ever been in all of our days. I, will, I, I, will, I don't know that in 25 years that I've taken this pulpit and that I've said what I'm saying right now, but I'm going to tell you, we ought to be living right now more ready for the coming of the Lord Jesus than any other time in our church's history. This is not a time to be distracted by sin. This is not a time to be distracted by Satan. This is not a time to be sub distracted by the devil. This is the time that the church of the living God, you ought to raise your hands and lift your eyes and say, Lord, you can come at any time. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord right now. I'm serious. And I felt this so strongly today. Uh, and typically this is my Wednesday where I'm, I'm really trying to lean into you and I'm really trying to motivate you and I'm really preaching about missions conference. But I want to tell you, if there ever was a time that you need to be ready of your salvation, it's right now. If there ever was a time that the church ought to be flooded with people, it ought to be right now. Never in the history uh, I, I read today or I heard today or I was, I was, I was listening today. I can't remember uh, if it was on Twitter or X or whatever they call it now, but never in the history of Israel have they had this many casualties at one time. Now, now here's why you need to pay attention. Because God's people, the enemy has tried to destroy God's people from the beginning. All you got to do is look back over, over history. You can go, and I'm jumping ahead of a whole bunch of notes that I've got written because I, I want you to understand that they've always tried to destroy God's people. You can, I can go back and you can look at Babylon, the Babylonian Empire, tried to wipe out God's people. The Midianites tried to, to wipe out God's people. Hitler and Russia, Hitler tried to wipe out God's people. Russia uh, 
back, I can't, I have it written down in my notes, back in one century tried to wipe out and destroy God's people. Here, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. Israel is this little tiny speck of dirt surrounded by enemies all around her. You cannot destroy God's people. You, you can't destroy them. Why? Because prophecy, prophecy is hovering over God's people. It doesn't matter how many enemies surround them. It's impossible for any of those countries, Iran, Saudi Arabia, it doesn't matter. I want to tell you tonight that the church of the living God needs to pray and stand with Israel. It's very important. It's very important. And I'm going to tell you why it's important in just a minute. The reason it's important, I want you to see it in Scripture so you know, so you know it's, not, it's not just me saying this. This is why it's important. Because God's covenant is with the Hebrew people and because of Genesis 12 Verses one through three. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of that country from your father and from your father's house to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Ladies and gentlemen, do not speak against Israel. Don't speak against Israel. Because he said, I'm going to bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who curse you. If we need to be praying anything, and I'm, again, I'm very bipartisan. I don't, I don't get involved in this, but thanks be to God, the United States takes a strong stand with Israel. Because if they don't take a stand with Israel, the curse of God will be on the United States of America. But I, I also believe that there's some people in Modesto, California right now that are praying for the peace of Jerusalem right now, and we're praying the blessing of the Lord on them. It's very important that we bless them. Why is this, why is this important? I'm telling you it's important because our redemption is very close. And we need to be living with this sense of anticipation that at any moment, any moment, the rapture of the church could take place at any moment. At any moment. And I felt such an urgency in my spirit today to, to admonish you, to challenge you, to don't, don't, this is not the time or the, to be playing games with the Lord. This is not the time to just 
kind of be one foot in the church and one foot out of the church. And well, I think I'm going to show up on Sunday or I'm not going to show up. Or I, I think I'm going to come to missions conference or I'm not going to come to mission. I, I'm going to tell you, if there ever was a time that you ought to be 1,000% filled with the Holy Ghost, it needs to be right now, tonight. Tonight. Right now, tonight. There ought not be any any hesitation in your spirit. There ought not be any sin in your spirit. There ought not be any doubt in your spirit. There ought not be any wavering in your spirit. You need to lift up your head and lift up your eyes, your redemption. You see these enemies that are gathered around Israel right now. I've never preached like this on a I don't know that I've ever even taken this text before in 30 years, but I felt compelled of the Lord to warn somebody or declare, I bless Israel in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray for the peace of Israel in Jesus' name. I pray it and declare it and prophesy over it right now in Jesus' name. Come on, let's do that right now. Come on, I want you to raise your hands and pray right now. Come on, I want you to pray that right now. I pray for divine favor. Come on, pray that right now. I pray divine favor and blessing on Israel right now against terrorists, against evil, against every divisive force. I pray in Jesus' name. I bless them. Come on, raise your hands right now. It's significant. Come, Lord Jesus. Wake your church up. Wake people up, God, that are are lukewarm and apathetic and on the sidelines just casually coasting through Christianity. Wake them up, wake them up, wake them up. Wake them up, wake them up. Those that are spiritually asleep, those that are just standing on the sideline, wake them up, wake them up. Wake them up. Their redemption is very close.
Jesus' name. There's something happening. There's something very, very distinct that's happening in this church right now. Very distinct. Very, very distinct. That you need to get on your, your tiptoes and you need to really be listening that God is doing something that my ears are tingling. I don't know who I'm speaking to. I don't know who's watching this or who's listening to this, but I'm telling you, you need to be ready. You need to check yourself like I'm checking myself. And ask yourself, are you ready right now? Because I, I don't know what I don't know what's getting ready to happen. I don't know, I don't know what country's getting ready to get involved. I don't know if Russia's getting ready to get involved or Iran. I, I, we, we don't, you don't even know. But I do know that this is a fulfillment of prophecy in the Bible. I know that. I know that the prophecy that is in this book is being fulfilled in your very eyes. You're watching what Jesus just told us. You're watching these arms. You're watching the greatest terrorist attack that's ever happened on Israeli soil. You're watching it with your eyes. And you and I, we ought to be stirred up about it. We ought to be, our spirit should be, we ought to be concerned about it. Now I want to read this scripture to you. In Zechariah chapter 2, verse 8 through 9. For thus says the Lord of hosts, He sent me after glory to the nations which plunder you. For he who touches you touches the apple of his eye. For surely I will shake my hand against them and they shall become spoiled for their servants. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. That's why you don't touch God's people. You don't put your hands on God's people. I feel like we ought to just raise our hands right now to the Lord. Mm. You need to receive that word right now. You need to receive that as a word from the Lord right now. You need to receive that word. You need to come down to this altar right now. Right now. Right now. You need to come stand in this altar right now. You need to examine yourself in light of what's going on. I, I need to be wise. 
Elaba sotolobokoya la masaya la makaya daba.